0: Shut up! The footies on Triple M! Now on Triple M footy. Now they're switched on. This is. Who are you having to go at here? Is the midweek runner. Please just call me the Oracle from now on. Triple M rocks footy.
1: After 28 weeks, it's down to this Collingwood versus Brisbane at the MCG. The two best sides all year in a grand final repeat of 02 and 03. Brown, Ackermanus, Lappin, and Black. Buckley, Burns, Tarrant and Shaw. Now it's Neil, McCluggage and Danaher. Elliot, Goey and Darcy Moore. Who will rise to the occasion? Make sure their names are forever remembered. Put it all on the line one more time to lift the cup on the last Saturday of September. Casting our eyes towards the weekend's action for the last time in 2023, this is Triple M Footy's midweek rub with three-time grand finalist Joey Montagna.
2: Hello, Rabsy. Last one for the year. Very excited, but big week as well. Huge week. 2010 Premiership player
0: Daisy Thomas. Yes, thank you very much, Rabbits. What a week it is going to be. And how's the bloody weather in this fine city <laughs>
1: turned it on a treat? And a man who's covered grand finals for over two decades now, Damian Barrett.
3: Rabsy, Joey, Days. Yeah, massive uh, massive storyline still to uh, play out between now and Saturday,
2: aren't they? With a few injury... Fronts, which we'll touch on in the news segment. What is your favourite grand final, Just in those 20 years, just off the top of our head? Have you sort of got it's, one that stands out, that sort of is more memorable? Yeah, look, I reckon,
3: and this won't be a good answer for you, but I reckon the 209 one, just for its brutality, uh, that takes some beating, I reckon, from from that aspect of it. The 18 one too, just for its drama with Dom oh, shee yeah. I, I feel, too. And, and what Darren Jarman did in two consecutive years, um, one against the team I like borrowed, for in 8 but particularly 207, just in that last quarter, I think they're the ones that, yeah, without sort of analyzing it too deeply, um, Joey, but they're the ones that jump off always, yeah. It
0: is a massive week and especially for the journos because there are lots of news stories knocking around, good, bad and indifferent. But when you waltz in today in a sharp, freshly pressed suit with a blue tie done up, you got the fresh white shirt on underneath. This doesn't scream to me that you're breaking news. It no. screams to me that you've been somewhere, or you're going somewhere, or potentially both. It smells like it's money. Supposed, yeah, I'd like Crisp to uh, sheets.
3: I'd like to push back uh, days, but you've uh, read the uh, and, and and observed accurately so what's happened. I've been somewhere, going, and I'm going somewhere.
0: So yeah. you've been, you've done a breakfast as we record this around midday. Yep. You've, you've gone to a breakfast. Yep. Uh, on a panel, or uh, it's a corporate one, Ooh, uh, or, sort
3: of an cool. intimate corporate oh, arrangement, oh, oh. <laughs> now, high level stuff, well,
0: and you know the corporate. <laughs> that's right. yeah. It's not just a little. Yeah, uh, no, yes. no, it's more
3: just something that's, that happens every year. And then I've got a, a lunch today in the city as well. So uh,
0: yeah. So out of the three of us, you've been the busiest so far. Well, no, look at
1: you I two. Know. Know. Your black I didn't think
3: this was going to happen. No, no. <laughs> I expected both of you to be wound up uh, like a top for. Uh, these types of arrangements, but Joey's got nothing. No, not no. my go. just my normal week as usual, yeah, but okay. um, it's all
0: good. Hey, you want to, you shout out to by gear the way, though, you? I'm kicking into gear. Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> shout
2: out to you for Daisy's Brownlow hosting, by yes, the way, Channel yes. 7. That was very, yes. very, very good work, Daisy. Uh, thank you, very much. You wouldn't much have seen much. it, would you? Because you were I was there, in the room. In the room. Yeah. yeah, So
3: I saw you do the, was it Mark of the Year? I did Mark of, yeah. of the Year, goal of the Year. I
0: missed the pre match some of the pre match stuff,
2: and well done, Daisy. Thank you very much. It was
0: good. The goal of the year that I sort of just made a little bit about myself might a little bit of a stir. Did you just hear cane
2: Corns had a little click last night? He he? D- couldn't saw- help himself. He Can't corns a go at you? He, he had have a go.
0: Said you it wasn't funny, your it little gag. Funny. I liked it. I thought it was <laughs> no, funny. I thought it was uh, quite humorous. Caro gave me a shout out. That ball wasn't out of bounds. Mate, was, my not, back even foot close. was out. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> ridiculous, but I'm not, not sure. It's not the NFL, gonna... is it? it uh, the ball's got to be out. It's not like the NFL with yeah, your foot's out. I'm not sure we're going to go to Kane Corn's to be the Minister of Fun Police.
3: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> we nearly got through half a year without YouTube. He's just making sure that I won't be going there just for advice on fun and humour.
1: Take us behind the scenes. What time did your day start?
0: It was a long day. So we did a lot of recording for Crown behind the scenes of how many shirts. And glasses and all of that. So that was done uh, some of it last Saturday, but also some on the day. Did some other stuff with Abby Holmes throughout. So midday to sort of midnight was the Ooh.
1: midnight. Who's buying midnight? Well, oh, actually, this is going to later.
0: So I did weld her in a touch later than that, but I was I uh, sent Tasha a text when I got home saying, you know, yada yada. I rang her in the morning. She goes, How was your night? I said, Yeah, not too bad. I got home about two. And she goes, No, you didn't. You sent me a photo at 318 with you and Ben Cousins. <laughs> Oh well yeah, okay. Maybe that's not the greatest story to run with and maybe not the greatest character reference at that hour. But anyway, we pushed on. It was a good fun night. I'm still gonna put my hand up, I think, and send an email to the AFL because I think they need a part of the liaison. They need someone to just take control of their functions because they all just still have a waft of AFL about them. Right. It's a little bit straight up and down. <laughs> I feel like we're so. Just... Did you go
3: to the Merrywell one? I the... did. Yeah, yeah. And one... then
0: wandered from there. No, into... no, that was it. That was I was yeah, yeah, just walked out of that when it uh, shut down. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. And because he
2: wanted to go to the next venue, Dave, he said, "I think that's my cue." Oh, <laughs> oh mate, <laughs> I, I,
0: I had a big crush on Ben Cousins when he Oil? played. He was, and yeah. yeah, mate, he still looks. He looked good. Thank for him, he it. looks as good yeah. as he ever has. He He's really in a good place as well. So it was good to have a yarn to him.
1: Well, your grand final prediction still to come. Plus Fair income or Fugazi. But up next, it is Damo's News on Triple M Footies. Midweek Rubber, Joey, Daisy and Damo. All thanks to Starwood Whiskey, which we all got a bottle today. How good is it? Venture to New Horizons with award-winning Starwood Whiskey. Joey and Damo, take whiskey somewhere new with Starwood. Yeah, delicious, juicy and approachable. Fully matured in Australian red
2: wine barrels, straight out of Starwood's Port Melbourne distillery, Damo. And Joey, they say they
3: go further for flavour, but I think they mean that figuratively because their ingredients are
1: sourced literally within a day's drive of the distillery. And what about this? The distillery itself has picked up a whopping 12 double gold medals in the recent San Fran World Spirits competition. Venture to new horizons with Starwood whiskey from all leading liquor stores. Is the midweek run. Take whiskey somewhere new with Star Ward. Delicious, juicy, and approachable. Star Ward whiskey to
2: New Horizons.
1: Triple M Rocks footy. Yes, your grand final predictions and Fed Income or Fugazi are all still to come, but demo. Let's start with some news. And Callum Mills, well, what's happened up at the Swans? Well, some people,
3: Rabsy, choose to uh, invite dwarves and set them alight on Mad Mondays. And, and other, <laughs> other players choose to wrestle teammates and rip shoulders off bones. So I'm referring to Callum Mills. Can we get away with that, by the way, oh, um, well,
0: day, man. I'm distancing myself from all of these <laughs>
3: comments.
2: Well, did it happen, um, Joey? What? <laughs>
3: Not sure. According
0: to a current affair. Well, a yeah, current, current affair. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, Callum Mills. Talk about <laughs> Callum Mills. We'll, we'll move
3: on, will we? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Callum Mills, inexplicably, as much as your story was uh, many years ago, um, has managed to get himself into a into a... Mad Monday type of uh, wrestle match with a teammate, a young player who hasn't played a game of footy. But ultimately, he, he could be out for the for 12 months. It's that serious what he's done. He's taken the part of the muscle off the bone of his wow. shoulder.
2: So oh. on the rotator cuff? The rotator cuff, yeah. yeah.
3: I think it was Tom Morris. or Sam. Yeah, one that. of yep. the two has reported that yep. specifically. But yep. I know it's serious enough outside of that to, to know it's it's not ready for round one type of material. And to think that this is a guy now who uh, is going to be 27 next year, who is a captain of a footy club, who had an all-Australian year in 2022, wasn't as good in twenty. 23, like a few of his teammates. But look, I know this stuff goes on, but it's it's not acceptable and it's not good enough, particularly for a leader of the club to to find himself in this situation. You, you're not so sure well, about my well, take on which that. Which bit of it? What's what's
2: not acceptable? The, the fact, fact having that, a that he's, he's around, at, wrestle with a mate. Yeah, having are a, are a you
3: are you trying to validate this action?
2: I'm not validating it, but yeah, I'm, I don't want to get caught in this hysteria. I'm not, and I reckon Daisy's with me. we're not going to get in this path that what he's done is is inappropriate. It's, it's not or, deliberate. It's not deliberate. An accident's happened.
3: Oh come on, guys!
2: I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm, I'm actually with you on this. In, yeah. Players
3: need lives. Yeah. I, I said, I said, Jordan to go. He should go to Bali whenever he wants. if yeah. He's got five days off, six days off. But to get yourself damaged this way in, in a mad Monday day, debacle
2: that could happen in anything. You could be playing social basketball with some mates over summer. In social sport.
3: basketball, yeah. So, but you could Mad do Monday wrestling with a team.
2: if you want to make it a Mad Monday, he's having well, well, a drink it, it, it
3: was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So
2: what? What do you? I just think it's an unfortunate accident, and he's going to be sheepish, and he's going to feel bad. He's let the team down, and the team's going to suffer. But sometimes these things happen. Of course, it's not ideal. Uh, but I, I to... think
3: you're being too lenient on, on a captain of a
0: footy club to find himself
3: in this situation.
2: So okay, it's it's, how, how, to... many blokes, how many blokes should have a muck around wrestle?
0: Yeah, heaps, heaps is the answer. A simple so, answer is yeah. heaps, and there's lots of things that could cause injury on those days, but also yeah. you could, you know, being sober and crossing a road isn't the safest thing of all time. If you break a leg doing that... Do we worry about? It? We saw Glenn Maxwell throughout the year jumping on a trampoline at a mate's party and broke his leg. These things happen from time to time, no, Damo. It's I, rather Especially when you have a drink.
2: Uh, when you have a drink,
0: which is entitled to have but a but but that's drink. That's the point. I You're don't entitled think to have a drink. You can have a drink without pulling your shoulder yeah, off the But it shouldn't you be can't. a character that's... assassination oh, after the fact. Like He's stuffed up. He's the captain, yes. But oh. does it need to be a pylon.
3: And uh, Listen, I'm not one to, to ban players from activities, but I've got a real issue with this one. I really do. As a leader of this footy club, he's been in the system now for nearly 10 years. And uh, for his club to not have access to him, potentially for more than half a season next year. And again, let's see that... Play out. Let's see him rehabilitate it. But I can't imagine. And again, as as anyone
2: who has a muck around wrestle with their mates, that's absolutely inappropriate. I'm staggered that you were trying to validate this. Anyone who has a muck around wrestle with their mates. If you're an AFL player earning
3: seven hundred to a million dollars, which Callum Mills will be on, and have a muck around wrestle, don't have a muck around wrestle with alcohol, with alcohol on a Mad Monday. I'm staggered you've got this view. And as though it's, oh, yeah, oh well, let's move on. Ollie Wine's
0: doing it uh, wakeboarding. And missing a chunk, and not the coming back the same. That's I didn't have different. as
3: big an issue with that because that was postseason recreational activity. But at the same time, at this, well, there's not alcohol involved in that, Joey. The but the alcohol isn't the reason that his arm broke off. The oh, other guy was a better wrestler. I reckon it might have had something to do with it on a Mad Monday. Again, I want to hear what he says about it. But I, I just don't uh, – it's not condonable. And I would love to see – and would love to know exactly what John Longmire said when he was told about this.
2: He'll be fuming because he's missing his captain and yeah. his best player for all of preseason and for some of the season. That that absolutely is true. They're I'd gonna be, be, be flat. taking the
3: captaincy off him too. Would you Shouldn't really? You?
2: Yeah. Wow. What sort, of is,
3: what sort of leadership is this? I'm staggered you don't have the same view.
0: I have the view that it's certainly not deliberate, though. Like, I feel like if he got in a car and drank, drove or something, 100% take the captaincy off him. To have a... An accident, which surely was. He wouldn't have gone into that day hoping that his arm was about to be taken no. off for 12 months. But, but you can go into the
3: day saying to yourself, I'm the captain, and there's alcohol involved here. It's dangerous enough for I better sit in
2: the corner and just make sure I don't
0: Did do Did you anything? have the same Joey, view on Luke Hodge probably I, I like drink as much as anyone, yeah. and you,
3: both, you guys know that. Yeah. And I'm not saying – you touch wood on that when you have these conversations, but – to come out of a Mad Monday with a busted shoulder, yep. having endured a season of footy where you're banged up anyway. You don't know
2: how innocuous it was. You're making out like he was having a UFC-style fight with a mate and diving off chairs. He could have just innocuously <laughs> had a muck around wrestle, slipped over and his arm got. I think that is what happened. I and think it was
3: innocuous. Th- well,
2: th- so how can you say then it's inexplicable if it's innocuous? Because why is he has put yourself in, in that, that situation? situation? You just said you're going to take the captaincy
3: off him for an in- innocuous act. He's put himself in a situation that his club could do without.
0: Having a drink Did you a have this Monday. same view when Luke Hodge got done drink right uh, oh, driving absolutely. before a prelude? He, he
3: should not have been allowed to play that first final, and that and the way that club and he dealt with that, and the way the AFL system allowed that—that that was a, a reigning premiership captain, again blew over the limit going into a final series, and then we just move on as though I said, sorry. Now, again, I had that
1: view at the time. That's all right. At yeah. least you're consistent. And,
3: and that is more serious than what Callum yeah. Mills has done. Well, absolutely. A, a okay. lot yeah. more serious than what Callum okay.
1: Mills has done. All right. We'll mm. agree to yeah. disagree. Mm. Brett Ratton has returned to the Hawks stand. He
3: has. Yeah. So we knew he was going to take up a, a senior assistant role once he decided to leave North Melbourne Footy Club, only, only paying him for two and a half, three days a, a week or thereabouts. It's back at Hawthorne to to take a senior overseeing job of all coaching arrangements at that club. And I think it's a, it's a great decision for Brett. I think it's one that Sam Mitchell will, will benefit greatly out of as well.
2: Yeah, I like it. No, he's a great footy person. He's got a great footy mind. He's been there. I think he's got a relationship with Sam Mitchell. I think Sam Mitchell's pretty flat that they lost Chris Newman, who was a very important figure as an assistant coach at that footy club. So to get a replacement with his experience, I think it's a great get.
3: Lockie Neal winning the Brownlow, we'll just touch on it. I, I, um, this debate happens sometimes annually, sometimes every three or four years about umpires access. The umpires have to vote on the Brownlow. You can have another award if you want to, but it won't be called the Brownlow. So just remove all that thought process around you. The, the sharpening up of the access to stats is the latest angle on this, and that came on the result of last year. Remember this time, this week, last year, or not long after it, there was a a situation where an umpire was stood down over alleged gambling issues around it. So they took away all access to stats. I think they should probably get the borderline stats, but I would hate them to get hate them to get the champion data full on analysis assessment of stats. For My mate with.
0: Dane Swan, who tweets a little bit in and around these spaces, I think has come up with a genius idea. So there's a camera in the room when the umpires cast their votes and after the fact on Brownlow night, you can actually see the decisions <laughs> and how they were made. I think that's actually a great. Jason Horn-Francis had 13 touches and got three votes. If you were actually to listen to the umpires explain point by point how they got there, I think that would provide clarity. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I, I agree. You no, I don't think you can <laughs> do not think you can do that. Why can't you do that during private conversation, listen to their their discussions. But I agree with you that um, it's a, some of the takes about they need to take it off the umpires is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It's the umpires award. If you want it to be media people to vote, well, we've got media awards. If you we've want coaches to vote on we've got a coach's award. The of to get course right, it is. Though. I think yeah. they do a great job to yeah. get as accurate as they are, considering what they're doing out on the field, watching a game. We know, Daisy, trying to get votes two. without having stats, yeah. like without looking at stats at all, it is, you, you do doubt yourself and you your question. So to look at stats as a reference point certainly yeah. does help. So I think the umpires, I mean, they had the top six players, as the coaches had, who have two days, replays, and all the stats to look at to make their decisions. So I think the umpires do a pretty good job. Yes, Lockie Neal got a couple of votes in games he shouldn't, but generally when you win the Brownlow, you get a couple of votes in games you don't expect to, and that's why you end up winning it.
3: No, I agree with all of that. Uh, The recruits from other clubs that are going to be running around on the the weekend, it's pretty significant. Uh, I think there's eight or nine from from Collingwood and, and seven or eight from Brisbane Lions. And if you go back to this week last year, both clubs were dealing with prelim final losses. Collingwood went and got McStay and Mitchell. Uh and, and Brisbane went and got Dunkley and they brought in uh Connor. McKenna, McKenna, who who played his best game. So again, I just wanted to raise it, guys, just in the context and and then there's layers to this too. I mean, Collingwood has got previous recruits um, and and equally Brisbane has got Danaher on their list and Neil, a a recruit as well. So clubs just need to keep topping up. I mean, there's been a a theory you can grow organically and, and yes, you can. No doubt you can. But unless you are constantly identifying talent in advance of the trade period, you're not going to do what Collingwood and Brisbane has done and that is rectify prelim final losses into grand final appearances the very
0: next year. And grand finals are the hardest match to get into, obviously, but all those players you said just then had a real impact in their side's prelim final win. Dunkley was huge. Uh, Connor McKenna kicked a goal as well. Mick Stay was really good before getting uh, injured. And Tom Mitchell, he has been huge for the Pies. Obviously, a Brownlow medalist can find the footy Question marks throughout the year if he was in their best side, started as a sub a few times. He's been so important. He's been someone who's in and under, farming the ball out to the runners. I agree with that. His role has been pivotal. And remember
2: the back end of last year, we were chatting about how all the teams at the top of the ladder got stronger. Every team at the top all went and got topped up. So Collingwood and Brisbane were great examples. So did a few other sides. So that's what the reason why they're doing it was to get themselves in this position.
3: Yeah. And uh, just speaking of the two grand final teams, we know that Collingwood uh, yesterday chose to take Adams out of the uh, conversations for availability. And that seemed likely, unfortunately, for him, given his hamstring issues. But um, on the early uh, or late Wednesday morning, as we are talking today, uh, Jack Payne is yet to have his status uh, outlined. I would find it highly unlikely with uh, Darcy Gardner coming in for just his third game last week, Joey, but someone who's got been in the system nine years and was able to stand up and play on Charlie Curnow, he's 100% fit as opposed to Jack Yeah, Payne.
2: I'd be staggered if Jack Payne plays, but because Darcy Gardner did such a great job and his experience, not like it's a kid that yeah. sort of you thought, oh, you know, should we go with the experience? I think he'll do a great job. It feels to me that uh, the Taylor Adams one, it looks like he tried to have a crack at training yesterday, which I had to do, and uh, he's probably re-injured it slightly because something similar happened to me early in my career trying to play finals. I did a hamstring round 23 to try and be available to get picked in a prelim, I had to sort of all go my, go all out at training. And got through? And No, did the hammy again. Which year was that? Oh, 04, right. back in 2004. So that was the, I reckon Taylor Adams would have said, you need, they need you to go flat out and test it. And he's probably failed it and said, yeah, nah. And
0: I, I, I do love the fact that now that's been tabled. Yeah. That's out of the discussion yeah. going forward because that would have been a lot of the narrative this week. To have distractions in this week is not ideal. So they can move on. Just quickly, what would you do with the replacement? Is, is it Frampton <sighs>
3: Perhaps has got a view that he can only play back. Um, I've got a view that he's the most like-for-like option for, for the McStay absence.
0: Yeah, I'm, I've put uh, my hat on and looked through this a few different ways. I don't think a small ball forward line would be the worst case right. for Collingwood. A lot of the grand finals are one in and around pressure and constant pressure and locking the ball in your forward half. The only concern so is... So into if, the 22? No, nah, I think no. he still plays as a sub and you manufacture that another way. I know they love Guinea as a sub because they're not 100% sure he can run out four quarters and especially on a hot day as well. Just the concern is if you go small and Harris Andrews has a big impact, that's going to go a long way to the Lions winning the game.
2: That's the decision. I was
0: happy for him to go smaller, but I think if you bring Frampton
2: in, I'd bring Frampton to purely play on Harris Andrews. Yeah, You'll yeah. almost play on him. Play behind him and don't let him have any influence and let the others get to work. And That's what I would do with Frampton. And that allows their structure to stay yeah. in place as best it can,
3: yep. albeit not I- a replacement uh perfectly for McStay. And
0: if Ginevan is the sub then and it's not working, you can inject him earlier. and maybe you wanted to.
1: Well, we'll get your grand final predictions soon, plus your Norm Smith selection as well. But up next, it is Fair Dinkum or Fugazi and Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. All thanks to Starwood Whiskey.
0: Triple M Footy's midweek rub. Take whiskey somewhere new with Starward. Delicious,
2: juicy, and approachable. Starward whiskey to new horizons. Triple M rocks
1: Footy. Grand final predictions about ten minutes away. And Fed Income or Fugazi. But we all we are doing it for Starward whiskey. By the way, boys, take whiskey somewhere new with Starward. Yeah, mate.
2: Just around the corner here in Port Melbourne, from Ingredients Source, within a day's drive of the distillery, which
1: Joey has picked up twelve gold medals in the recent San Fran World Spirits Comp. And we just got a bottle today. It is absolutely delicious. Venture to New Horizons with Starwood Whiskey, available from all leading liquor stores. Now on the Midweek Rub, it's... You're our stats man, Joey, so I'm going to ask you this one off the top. Brisbane's recent 6-0 and record against Collingwood trumps their 3-17 and record at the MCG.
2: Um, there's a lot to take in there. That's like your scorecard one where you're trying to work out the... I don't believe in the 317 MCG record because that goes back to when Brisbane were shit. And I don't think that, <laughs> am I allowed to say that? When yeah, Brisbane were no yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I don't, I, don't, I don't take any relevance to Brisbane's history. I look at the, because they've played six times at the MCG since COVID and they didn't play during COVID um, and they still have an, a pretty average record. But the Melbourne game this year, they excellent. They beat Melbourne in the final last year. I'm not too worried about the MCG record. I think they do have a bit of an issue defending the ground, which we'll touch on. They've conceded, over 100 points a game in those. But the three wins against um, Collingwood in the last two years under Craig McRae would certainly give them a lot of confidence and belief. So to answer that question, I think it is uh, fair dinkum. That makes sense? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, it sure. makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Damo, Chris Scott said what 17 other clubs want to about North's priority picks. And just as a reminder, here's what he said. There is a mechanism of equalisation within the competition already. If you finish second last, you get second pick in the draft. And they've had that for a number of years now because they chose to go down a certain path. Mm. But the AFL pretty quickly has got to get to the point, in my view, where they just get out of the way and let the system Operate without this blatant manipulation. It's fair,
3: you, what you've uh, put to me there. I, I can't claim it's seventeen other clubs, but I could right now claim. Let's go with one, two, uh, at least six that I know of, that I know of, that I've spoken to, made contact with yep. regarding it, or, or had conversations about. I, I know, I, and I agree with the clubs. I agree with Chris Scott. I, I think it's, I think it's wrong that the AFL is just handing out. Uh, first round draft picks the way they have um, for this club.
2: What about the other side of the coin? I thought Gil summed it up really well. What about equalisation doesn't exist? Like Geelong have been gifted them probably the best father son combinations of all time. Now, that's not yeah. equalisation because that's an advantage that they've been had. But that is. And a, I know it's different, of course, yeah. I understand. So you it, but mean there's more. Hawk, no, and, like Scarlett Hawk and Scarlett, Ablett, you know, like it's all different. we have got academies. Some yeah. teams have really benefited from academies, others, others have hardly benefited at all. We've, got, we've had priority picks. Like, isn't it always compromised our, our system? Oh, absolutely it
3: is. So, and, and, and if I'm Gil, I'm probably mounting the same argument. Yeah. But, but what you've referred to there and what Gil referred to, in my eyes, they're rules. I mean, whether you like them or not, they're rules that are in place. And you need to then bid for your father-sons, yeah. and bid for your academy players. North has just been handed yeah. a back-of-first-round pick this year and two back-of-first-round picks next year. They're, they're hard to get first round draft picks. And North's just been grounded three. And I would argue, days that it's their own, which I have been arguing basically for five years, certainly since 2019 when they embarked upon this program, that it's their own incompetence that has got them to this very point. And, and therefore the rest of the competition now is paying a price to help them
0: get out of it. Yeah, I agree. I think at some point you've got to take responsibility for where you find yourself in. And for North Melbourne to almost get bailed out by the AFL regularly, apart from having the draft picks, which they have, Uh, I don't see how that is fair. But they've done it this way because they've stopped
2: giving priority picks to stop teams tanking and lose. So you were a priority pick. Hawks won flags with priority picks, but that was because the rule was in Mm. place. Now they've taken out that rule to stop tanking, and at their own discretion, they can hand them out. So what would you rather? Have a priority pick for teams and they can tank to deliberately get priority picks, or would you rather the AFL have discretion? I I hated that one as well. I'm on record. Look again, I
3: just reckon all form of assistance should just be removed and and the clubs just have to work their way through. And if if you then get assistance, it comes with strings attached as to we will have a panel of people telling you what to do with those picks or or allow, allow some industry support. Outside the club, because the club has had access to high-end picks, Joey. Yeah. that's it. it. Can't retain them. I mean, the one they got recently, well, one of maybe the league... not
2: developing them as well, and they, they, they can't can Maybe they could have given more money to get an extra development coach, well, or there's some other ways. Again, that causes problems
3: too. Yeah. And, and at the moment, North starts turning the corner. Yeah,
1: this will come into play, and all these uh, this anger that we've seen this week will will really ramp up. Daisy Tom Green is in the top handful of best pure inside midfielders in the comp.
0: Pure inside mid, I could say Fed to that. If you wanted to talk outside mid and mids with a combo of spread and whatnot, I probably would say Fugazi. But in terms of solely being a big bull who goes in and wins it, he's clean as a whistle, which you have to be, brings others into the game. He's a very important cog for that GWS uh, footy club, and he's a, lo- a lot of the reason why they went on to go so
1: well. So I think that's fair dinkum. Damo, Dan McStay is a bigger out for Collingwood than Taylor Adams.
3: Yeah, Fair Dinkum by some distance. I'm a massive Taylor Adams fan. I loved how he's carried himself. And I reckon I use that that, that sporting phrase, he'd love to go to war with someone. I, I still reckon Taylor Adams is up in the top two or three people you would choose in that component. But McStay's role and the manner in which he's changed the Collingwood forward line, it all came out in the first three quarters of that preliminary final, where he kicked two goals of the eight they kicked to win the game by a point and to not have him given they'd basically planned to have him this time last year, got him in, played the role he, they wanted to play, and now he's not there. It's huge.
1: Joey, the biggest head scratcher from the Brandlow is how Josh Dunkley only got four votes. Oh, it's probably
2: for Garza. It's probably not the biggest head scratcher. I didn't think about it a lot. There are some players that just don't poll votes. Jordan Dugowie polled what, six votes or eight votes or something after the year that he had. He polled a really low number no, as well. no, I
1: think he got a bit more than that.
2: Eight, I think? Yeah, six eight yeah. votes. So that, that's a low number for Jordan Degowie, who mm. was, you know, on track for an All Australian at the at the halfway mark of the year. So there's some players that for whatever reason
0: don't catch the umpire's eye. Daisy, concerns about Charlie Curno's finals form is over the top. Fair dinkum. There's no need to just jump on this bandwagon and start cutting a bloke down because he didn't have a real impact in terms of uh, scoreboard domination in these couple of finals that he played. He's a young player, still improving. It's the first look he's had at finals. He'll be better for it. And hopefully going forward, if the Blues are to play, he'll play better. And if he does, they'll go a long way to winning it. I don't think anyone's cutting him down. And I feel it's oh, a valid... there's a few that have yeah, piled in. have
2: been talking in. about his reputation's been... Just diminished, or he's not a. You can't be well, called I, a superstar. I would argue too. it has.
3: I, I think you. I, I personally mm. take him out of best player in comp conversations on the back of. And then when you say finals, there were three of them.
0: Yeah, but you we, always we come up against me. the very best defender. He's a young bloke who hasn't had a look at it before. He'll find different ways to be better in and around. Came what up those against defenders... the best
3: defenders for two years in a row and became out as the best goal kicker in two consecutive seasons.
0: I, I think the conversation's valid. I, I think the conversation's valid. You yeah. can have your own point on it, but to cut him down and say that it. Tarnishes his reputation, I think is invalid. So you'd still have him in the conversation for best player in the comp? I'd have him in the conversation for best forward in the comp, absolutely.
1: Damo, the states of South Australia and Victoria need to send out an all-points bulletin warning the local authorities that Tex and Bernie are crossing the border together <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, look, I did actually catch up
3: briefly with Tex on uh, Monday night, and partners are coming, so I think the uh, the worry that we all had last week, are you shaking your head? Are they not coming? I don't think they're coming for the entire three right. right, well, I saw, uh, I saw one, and she said she was coming, so uh, <laughs> anyway, if you've got different mail to what they've got, well, but all the same, it's, it's for are they're, they're mature. Men now, and their uh, their antics of maybe the uh, the late two thousands and early two thousand and tens
0: aren't as <laughs> oh, big an issue. Oh, oh, that that last statement is for Garcia. You've seen <laughs> how Burns presented a couple of times on the Saturday. <laughs> that's right? a very good point, actually.
1: Yes. I don't think he knew he was on air one day. <laughs> All right, and now. I don't want to bring the attention back up in the room with this topic, with oh. Joey, <laughs> yes, with Callum Mills busting his shoulder and having oh. and having broken his foot playing American football oh. in twenty oh, Delist him. The... He should be delisted. No, should, they life. shouldn't even be playing for the Swans. He's yeah. a first ballot entry into the weird injuries Hall of Fame. Hundred percent he is now, and a surprise <laughs> one
2: too. Callum Mills. Well, really seems like a. God, I don't really know him. But he seems if like a clean cut. If skipper. it was happily, you'd go yeah, yeah fair yeah, enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, but um, yeah, strange one. But uh, that's two. He
1: wouldn't want a third. I'll tell you oh, what, Damo what will be coming is. for him. Damo <laughs> would drive up to Sydney and sack him himself. <laughs> well, speaking of Damo, the over-under for the amount of times we'll hear the story about Lee Matthews telling Justin Lepich that without him, <laughs> yeah. the Brisbane playing group would just... Sorry, without the Brisbane playing group, he'd only be the greatest player of all time, is about 47 and a half. Uh,
3: no, you've under, undercut that number. That's uh, <laughs> that's a uh, fugazi. It's going to be 63.5. <laughs> Five, I reckon that one. So the famous one—they were in the lift, weren't they? After one of the celebrations after yeah. it, and uh, yeah, no, nah, you've undercut that one.
1: Joey, Damien Barrett being invited to Gil McLaughlin's farewell is the starkest proof yet he's lost touch with the common man. <laughs>
2: oh,
3: n-
1: who, who Gil or or me? No, <laughs>
2: no, that's that's no, that's Fagazi. Damo's been he's been one of the best in the industry. He's most respected in the industry, so Absolutely. I would expect him. To be invited. You're not speaking at it? Thank you, Joe. Are you
3: speaking, at it? speaking at it? I'm definitely not speaking no. at <laughs> it. <laughs>
2: what is it? What's happening? Is it it's sort of...
3: a party in uh, South Yarra, Peran. you get I I a plus one? I did get a plus
1: one. I'll come and a...
0: diminish your reputation if you want. <laughs>
1: Well, finally, another pa- another party for the AFL not organised by this man. So Daisy Thomas, the AFL need to hire Daisy Thomas as their party leader. That's in
0: fair income, uh, and I think I'd play the role perfectly. I wouldn't go over the top and make a all sort of two or three day events, but in terms of just making sure we can all have fun in ter- in you know a decent. Uh, music or DJ, whatever you like. S- some wrestles. Uh, probably some like wrestles. Yeah, wrestles. Well, can, I can get him as an offsider just for, but I think that needs to happen because, as I said, the AFL functions, they do a great job. September Club is a completely different kettle of fish because that is really fun. But uh, throughout the season, there is still a little bit straight.
1: <laughs> right, Come 5.30 on Saturday, we'll have a brand new premiere, brand new. Yes, yeah, the right yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got Dan Andrews in my head. A brand new <laughs> Premier of Victoria <laughs> and, of course, of the AFL be Brisbane or will it be Collingwood? We'll get your predictions coming up next on Triple M Footies Midweek Rub. This. Is the midweek rub. Take whiskey somewhere new with Star Ward. Delicious, juicy and approachable Star Ward whiskey to New Horizons.
0: Triple M rocks
1: footy. Keep it locked on Triple M on grand final day from 8am. We're at the live stage up until bounce at 2.30. It is Collingwood versus Brisbane in the 2023 Toyota AFL grand final. Joey, how do you see this game playing out?
2: Well, I think... To be honest, very similar to how I sort of saw last week's game going where the numbers sort of said that Giants were going to own big parts of the game and they did. Um, I think it's going to be similar with Brisbane. I think Brisbane are going to have big portions of the game, Damo, where they'll control clearance and contest and they'll play it in their front half. They're a really strong forward half team with the best turnovers and scoring in their forward half like they did against Carlton pretty much after quarter time. Um so it'll be a cracking contest, but then as I said last week, Collingwood just continue to find a way to win. And 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 what they do is is they they do it in a burst. I've worked out it's taken me a long time, Daisy, to work out that basically in every single one of their wins, they've had a little period where they've dominated the game, but they've put it on the scoreboard. So that 13 minute period in the quarter three against Giants, they kick five goals. They only kick eight for the game. The week before against Melbourne in the first final, they only kicked nine goals, but they kicked five in the first you know quarter and a little bit, game over. So I think whenever that period comes for Collingwood, whether it's the start of the game, through the middle of the game, or if they're behind and they kick five goals in the last, they just find a way to win. I, I can't, I can't tip against them. I, yeah. I think they'll win another close game.
0: Hang on a minute, um, you're tipping the pies. Well, I you said oh, Collingwood, you're won well, them over. It's I said, I actually <laughs> said
2: before the Collingwood Melbourne qualifying final, I, I was adamant that whoever won that qualifying final was was had one hand on the cup, and I thought at that time Melbourne would beat Collingwood because again of the, of the profile, but. As I've learned, Collingwood just find a way. So I'm going to stick to it. That that was the strong side of the draw. Brisbane are playing great. The MCG factor is real in regards to Collingwood's home ground. If it was at the Gabba, I'd probably tip Brisbane. Yep. I think Collingwood would find a way to get it done. They win by three points. And Norm Smith, you always try and get creative, don't you? You try and think outside the square. I can't go past Dacos or Dugowie. Like mm. literally mm. one of them, if Collingwood win, they will be best on ground. I think Dunkley will go to Degoey and do a pretty good job. So it sets up for Nick Dakos. I think he's had the one game under his belt. He looked better as the game went on. Didn't he? He yeah. will run around on grand final day and we will just be in awe and he'll be a Norm Smith medalist. And that'll take care of the brown load that he didn't, that he should have won if he had have played every game.
0: I think the difference in this game when you look at it is the three forwards up at the Brisbane lines end. If they can get on top, that's going to go a massive way. That is the difference. You look at the midfield, they're both pretty even. Collingwood's forward line V, the Brisbane defenders pretty even. When you look at Hipwood, Danaher, and Charlie Cameron, they could be the genuine X factor, kicking two, three goals themselves. They've averaged 110 points a game against the Mm, Pies in their last five. Mm. So that has been an issue of how you stop those three. Uh, slightly nervous because of that, but I think the MCG, the Pies, can defend the ground, make it skinny, so get a lot of numbers in and around those three, especially Charlie Cameron and making sure he doesn't get out the back with whoever you go to, and then just burst, make the ground as big as possible. They'll score more than eight goals. I'm pretty comfortable with that, and for that reason, I think the Pies can get it done by about four goals. Norm Smith, Smith medalist, I'm going to go with Scotty Pendlebury. You talk about tried yes. form, yes. he's done it before. He's always in his class. He's got time. He's got space. He's was great in, last week. In games you. like this, yeah. that's when the whips are cracking. You need someone with a cool, calm head. I'm hoping for the fairy tale and Pendles wins it. Two time Normie.
3: Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm still sticking with the Brisbane Lions. I, I felt they were the team going into the season, if they could get it right. They did everything right. Bar, lose uh, Ashcroft, which they could not control. And in in a weird way, Fletcher as a first year player has filled that little first-year play void anyway. I'm not at all worried about the MCG record. I've looked back to the last game they mm. played against Melbourne late in the season. They were four goals up with seven and a half minutes to play. I reckon that endorsed their ability to play at the MCG as opposed to continue the the problems in that space. And I reckon they bat deeper in the forward line. You've mentioned those three key forwards. I, I love them all. I love Cameron. They go deeper than that. You've got Rayner as well. You've got up. Bailey. Bailey You've got up. Bailey as well. Lincoln, I mean, McCarthy, Lincoln could McCarthy could, bob could up. kick three yeah, or four. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise anyone. Yeah. So I feel they've got more goal kicking options. And while you keep saying Joey and I am the same view as you, Collingwood find a way. I just feel Brisbane has got them, and they will find a way too. And I've got. Uh, I know you love this guy, uh, days, but I've got Zach
0: Bailey as a oh, as an outsider yeah. for the Norm Smith. Absolutely. I think the fact that they were twenty seven points up against Melbourne. If they're 27 points up in the last quarter against the Pies, that is the one side you don't want coming. And those scars (laughs) and those wounds will start to open. If it only is a Mm. little bit, the Lions certainly won't forget about that. But I hope it's a cracking game. It
2: should be. There's no reason why it won't be a cracking game. I think Brisbane, they'll be up for the fight. And you know Collingwood will be. I think this will be one of the greats.
1: Yep. So you've tipped Collingwood. Daisy's tipped Collingwood. You've tipped the Lions. And you've said Pendles as your Norm Smith days. You've said Zach Bailey. And you have said? Nick Oh, There you go. Hey, before we wrap up the podcast, just a quick thank you to the boys out in the booth, Rudy, for putting the podcast together all season. Uh, he's the one eating fruit. <laughs> all the time in the videos, and next to him is Beasy, and of course, Jasper looks like Luigi up the back. Uh, so thank yeah. you, boys. Uh,
2: thanks, boys. And of course, Matty Hayward
1: for building the podcast every day and putting it out on Triple M. Hey, what what about you yourself you, too, hey, you, you put you us you won on the an award the Rising star on the back of this yeah. show. <laughs> next big thing in media. You won. Do we the say back of this? We shot? carried you, or you carried <laughs> us? I would say you very much carried. Nah, that's no, not what you if say anyone heard the live read from last week? Don't understand, Rabzi, You're
3: on Triple M, mate. Take all the credit yourself.
1: Make sure you keep it locked in on Triple M and the listener app for every minute of final day. We will be there from 8am from the MCG live start and then it is the best call in the business. Luke Darcy, Mark Howard, Jason Dunstall, Nathan Brown, Ash Tua and Mickey Roberts as Collingwood win the 2023 Premiership. The <laughs>
3: Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub with Joey Montagna, Daisy Thomas and Damien Barrett. Follow Triple M Footy on socials to get the latest news and highlights and to live stream games or listen anytime,
1: download the listener app, LISTNR.